Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Flames Fancast. Uh, the Flames are in the middle of a six-game road trip right now, I think. And uh, things have gone pretty well so far. The only blemish being that loss to New York, which was a game that New York, New York Rangers, we just, we just finished playing the Islanders. We won that game. But uh, the only blemish being that loss to the Rangers. And Jenk, uh, I know you thought that was a game that we had in the bag and that we let go late on. Yeah, and we're uh, turning to a team that can't seem to focus for the full three periods. Um, we're slowly turning to that team that's just showing up when they feel like it, which is terrible when you're in a playoff run right now. Slowly? <laughs> we have been pretty much the whole year, but there was, I guess the seven-game stint gave me a bit of a different perspective on things, and then when we had our seven-game losing stint or felt like a losing stint, uh, we played no good period in those games. And then now we're playing again one period of hockey, which is starting to piss me off a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean... I mean, I don't know. Like, How are we supposed to make the playoffs if we're going to show up in the game 20 minutes later? Well, or if you look at that Pacific left? division, right now it's likely that there's definitely one wild card going to the Central and maybe one going to the Pacific, maybe... But, I mean, if you look at that Pacific Division, there's four teams vying for those two spots. Us, San Jose, LA, and Anaheim. Vegas is a lock for first. And, uh, like, we're in, a, we're in an absolute dogfight for that spot. And I don't think the urgency is quite there yet. I mean, uh, they realize it, but they, they don't realize it at the same time. And it just seems like there's always that little bit more that we can give. And you, you don't understand why you see some some shifts or some periods like you do. It's a selective urgency, which is bothering me too. And I don't know if that's a, if it comes down to a leadership perspective or if it's a coaching perspective or if it's personnel perspective in general of our roster. But if everybody had Matthew Kachuk's mentality toward every game, we wouldn't be playing one period of hockey on average in the last however many games so far. Yeah, well, it's, that, it's, and that was definitely showcased today. Right, It it's... I mean, without Kachuk, we probably would have lost out. I don't know. We probably would have lost a couple games on this road trip. I mean, we started off beating the Blackhawks. We beat the Devils, lost the Rangers. We beat the Islanders tonight. Without Kachuk, will we have won any of those games so far? I, I'm not sure. I mean, the guy how, adds how that can X. You how can you really tell that, though? I mean, he adds that X, X factor on the ice. Right, he draws I know the penalties. Games where he was suspended twice. We still we still didn't look out of place. No, but he draws penalties. He drew he three get, tonight. Exactly, he's number one in the league for doing that. He he scores vital goals, especially lately. I mean, in this game alone, he scored two of the most important goals of the game, including the game winner. Um, but I mean, we can't rely. There's a big underlying issue here. We can't rely on a 20 year old to be the character reference of our team on a consistent basis. Because it seems like when things go well with the team, it's like they don't realize that, you know, when shit goes well, shit does tend to go bad at, at some point. So then piggybacking on what we discussed last week, would you think that maybe our biggest need at the trade deadline is an absolute character guy? Yeah, absolutely. Someone who's a bona fide leader. Yeah. We, we need a guy like Kachuk, just older, I would say. And a right winger at that. <laughs> An older Kachuk guy who plays right wing, scores yeah. a lot of goals, and is available before the end of February. Yeah, and I don't know if that's Hoffman. I, d I mean, we're, we're linked <laughs> I with think that Hoffman's guy quite left a bit. Wing. Is he left wing? Yeah. I don't know. He's been linked to us. I don't think he's that leadership guy, though. 
No, and I don't think Stone will go anywhere. Uh, we were linked to Nash. No. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a... This, this club should not get Rick I'm not a. I'm not a Nash fan. And I actually really like the Rangers, so I don't... And I even I'm saying Nash is no good for us. I don't know. I think we just need a guy on the dressing room to remind them, like, when things go well, sometimes things will end up going bad at one point. It's like your life, you know? <laughs> when, when shit's going so well, you know you're bound to stub your fucking toe or get audited or some shit like that. So, like, you, you know... Something bad will terrible happen. Things. Not, no stoke, yeah. That toe stubbing is terrible. Right. But, but it's painful sh- as fuck, right? And you need to make sure that you know that it's bound to happen, but you're going to keep living your life and keep doing it in a positive way. And our boys don't seem to do that. They, they ride on these little victories when oh. it comes to... This is a big victory, don't get me wrong. But they rely on that 20 minutes or 25 minutes of good play, and then they get all cocky again. Well, I mean, you've got Boston and Nashville coming up, two huge games. Boston's a big game for us, and Nashville also a big game. And I mean, if we can come out of that with, with some points, that's a huge plus. But uh, minimum three, I would say. I'd say if we come out of that with two, it's good. I'd yeah. be happy with two. I really would. Boston and Nashville away, two points. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it now. If you said to me, I'll give you three points right now, if you, obviously I'm taking that. No no way I'm not taking that. But they got to I mean, aim for that, at least. I mean, oh, they got to aim for the win every game. Every yeah. game's a win. That's what they got to aim for. How many for. games do we have left here? We Quite played 56 or 57, so that, that leaves about 25. 25 games? No, it looks like there's about... Okay, yeah. I have to check that. This... Google doesn't go ahead enough, far enough, because the show's 19. But there's still at least, yeah. Well, we're, we're playing into about early early to mid-April, April 10th yeah, or exactly. something like that. Yeah, this so. thing only goes out to March, that's why. But yeah, you're right. So, I mean, we still there's still quite a bit of games left, and we have to get this consistency going. Otherwise, we're screwed. We won't make the playoffs if we play and I one mean, especially, period of game. Especially Pacific Division games. This is the most ridiculously tight standing distribution I've seen in a while. If we play Anaheim, I don't know if we play Anaheim anymore, but if we play San Jose or L.A., we play Vegas three more times. We play Vegas quite a bit. We play L.A., we play the Sharks. We play the Sharks twice. Um, Mammoth games. Mammoth games, those ones. Even the Avs were playing them twice. I mean, like we got some pretty big games coming up here. The quicker we get consistent, the better it is going to be for all of us. Including our stress levels, but because watching these games is fucking pissing is, me off. Hasn't that been our number one problem throughout? The, okay, uh, maybe aside from power play, but being consistent, day in day out consistency, I'd say that's one of one of the Flames' biggest gripes all year. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think is the solution to that? I mean, we talked about a trade. <laughs> we talked about the coaching. I think it's it has, what is it now? I think it has to. I'll come in. It, it's that mental aspect of the game. It's how we mentally prepare, it's how we mentally focus, and it's how we, we mentally tackle each period by period. Mm-hmm. And some days we look great, other days we look terrible. Well, we looked terrible, terrible the first two periods of this game. I didn't think we were going to get a fucking goal. So how come it changes so rapidly? I have no idea. Is it because the Islanders just took the foot off the gas? Because it sure shit looked like that when they were getting outshot. I think it was like 13-2 to two at one point in the third period. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
I mean, but like they are team. They are team still playing for. They're still pushing for the playoffs too. I, I can't. Yeah, they're only one point out of a wild card. Yeah, so I so. can't see them. Re- <laughs> Maybe they struggle with consistency too. Maybe it's an NHL wide thing, but and we're just you know examining the Flames and having a difficulty looking outside of our own little town. Maybe but, we're a little narrow minded. Yeah, but. I mean, still got to be better. Well, if you look at how Vegas mentally prepares and how they mentally shaped up for the season, a lot different than Calgary. And I mean, granted, that situation's very different, but still. We need to make sure that we also, when we get to this trade deadline, that we don't sit there while Tyler's dying over there. I'll get to my point here, but we got to make sure at the trade deadline that we don't rush a deal for the sake of doing a deal. There's so many teams that get caught in that trap. And we don't need to be stuck with a rental no, who I, just shits the bed and then goes back to his old team. And I do like... I could totally see Nash doing that. Uh, yeah, I do like <laughs> the team that we have um, shaped up now. I don't really think it needs major tweaks. Like, who knows if Versteeg's coming back. But uh, I like our prospects, and I'm not too interested in trading any of them. Yeah. And, you know, if, what kind of prospect are they going to want from us if we're going for a rental player and to be honest none of these rental players really fit the bill for what no in my view what i think we need but then again you know i'm not brad for living and i don't make these so what calls. do you think you think just keep going status quo and status quo. try to stop try to introduce something in the dressing room that you know initiates this new mentality of we need to be consistent we need to be consistent well i mean if anything the the worst case scenario is we don't make the playoffs in which case that Hamannick deal looks terrible. And you have to question the future of both the GM and the, uh, the coach in that case. Because you made this deal to push all in for the playoffs, saying we're, we're ready, we're here, we're now, we have the pieces, let's do it. And we didn't make it. And for whatever reason, if we didn't make it to a team like Las Vegas, oh boy. Yeah. And I know Vegas has played well, but I mean, still... Um, the deck was heavily stacked in our favor at the beginning of the season. The way people were talking about us, especially our defense. And, you know, it's, it's shocking to, to, that really the most surprising part of our team is that the goaltending has been so good and so strong that no one's really talking about our defense. But, I mean, you look at that goal tonight, that first New York goal by um, New York, obviously, because it's a New York goal, it's by New York. But Brody just coughs it up so terribly. So terribly, and then Smith lets in a soft one. But I mean, that those kind of giveaways, you're going to get punished, and you're going to get punished hard. Yeah. And you look at our defensive core: Valiamaki, Fox, Shillington, Anderson, all in the minors. And we have these guys. Like, I think you move one of them for something up front. I really do, and I'm. I, I think that's a great decision because we are deep on the on the blue line. Wouldn't you just rather move? Why don't you just trade Brody? Brody or Hamannick, in my opinion. I don't know if uh, Hamannick's going to fetch the value Brody can. Not <laughs> Having said that, they're both not exactly playing well. Um, so I don't really know which one has a competitive advantage over the other. But Brody has, if we look at it from a relative perspective, Brody's dipped in performance way more than Hamannick has. And I mean, I remember there was a game, someone was injured. I think it was Hamannick. And Stone stepped up and he looked awesome. Yeah, and when Stone was actually paired with Brody, and I, we mentioned this way, way like earlier in the season, I was saying I loved that, that pairing. They looked really good together. I think, I think 
if you're asking me the one guy I want to keep out of those three, it's Stone. I want to keep Stone, and I, yeah. I'd be happy to trade the other two. And the other two will fetch you more anyway. I don't think you can trade Hamilton. I don't think you can trade Giordano. So that just leaves us in the spot where, you know, you are you try to trade one of those two guys. But I don't know if we're going to do that. And, I mean, defensemen are valuable, and it's nice to have a deep D. But these guys are with us for term. And, you know, if you're one of those prospects looking in on this, I, don't, I think you want to kind of feel like the organization is giving you a chance, making some room for you. And mm-hmm. Kulak's look great. Yeah, I really, I'm really goal. impressed with Kulak's Last play game. and solid, solid third pairing guy for sure. And yeah. that he still has upside in my opinion. So, and again, amazed Vegas didn't take this guy. Amazed, England's gonna sign for you regardless. I mean, I can't really question their decisions. They're obviously killing it, but yeah, I mean, we have no a, right to say big. anything about Vegas. Nobody does. And if anyone tells you that they knew that Vegas was gonna be in this position before the season started, you can tell them that they're full of fucking shit. <laughs> so there's uh, no way. <laughs> Last nobody called this. Uh, nobody called Lester. <laughs> nobody called Vegas. If they call, put your money, put put your money where your mouth is. Next time an expansion team does this, put some money down. Then you can tell me that you called this or whatever. Put a hundred bucks down. Fucking keyboard warriors on Twitter, just nonstop. <laughs> I am so sick. Of seeing all these idiots say like, "Oh, I knew that Vegas was gonna kill." It. No, you didn't. You no, could have named no three one. guys no on that one. roster. I still can't. Well, I mean, we can I mean, now. Can now. But we, I mean, they definitely could not have. Whatever. Anyway, I interrupt you. Sorry. Scored a late power play goal today. Is all is all better? Jankowski <laughs> no. on the power play. Did we fix it all? No, no. That power play did not look like it was gonna score. Not at all. I mean, I was wa- there was one shit. point where you saw I saw three guys flat pretty much along the uh, blue line. I'm like, what is this? Where's our movement and why is there no one crashing the net? And you watch teams power play against us and our 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 defense collapses in so tight and they're putting the pressure in and they're 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 creeping closer and closer and closer making those tape and it's just it's just 2 minutes of hell. But watching our power play, it's like, man, are we even going to have a, a quarter chance on this power play? There are games where I don't want us to get a power play. <laughs> I think we're better five on five. I think we're better on the penalty kill sometimes. Well, Sam Bennett's good for that. Yeah. Getting us on the penalty kill, that is. Fair. He did that again today. It would be nice if that guy could get going. Because I'm, someone, well, someone a... said to me the other day, you know, he's still young. He's 21, 22 years old. But uh, look at a guy like Kachuk. Yeah, he's still young too. And look at a bona fide second line player minimum for the Flames. And I mean, he's probably cracking the top two lines of any team in the NHL. I, I, I mean, what kind of teams want a player like that? Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Draws penalties, agitates, get under the skin. Scores. Apps, plays hard. And it's just... It's just in, and he's got another 10, 13 years of, in this league at a very good level. Just imagine. I know it's rate. a fantasy, but if we got his brother, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. We, what but, would you trade? I mean, you would trade the farm for that. What, guy, what's but. the fix for the power play? I, I want to promote within. We're clearly an organization that's having a hard time firing people. Uh, we have a hard time putting guys on waivers because they're good people. 
Now I'm, I'm getting Eddie Lack. Well, he's clearly not a good guy, I guess, because <laughs> we've kept lower performers on the team and because they're good people. I've been reading our um, Twitter feed quite a bit lately, and the amount of people that are starting to come out to Brower's defense and Stage's defense are the same people. I have a very good photographic memory. Are the same people that were just shitting on these guys, just like we were. What? What exactly is the defense? What are they saying? Everyone's so hard on them. They're they're, they're good, hardworking guys. They're just good guys. Like you, people need to separate the business aspect of this thing and the personal aspect. Nobody and nobody has been saying Brower is a piece of shit. <laughs> Nobody's saying that he's a marauding. God-fearing killing machine, okay? Like, no one's saying he's a horrible human being. No one's saying the same thing about Stajan. Everybody has been, like, criticizing these guys for basically uh, their lack of production. And Brower's getting the worst end of it because of his salary. And I, I don't know if it was Theo Fleury or it was somebody else, a little bit more, someone famous like him. On Twitter, that was saying something around people are being way too harsh because he has a big contract. Yeah, yeah, that actually that's how it should be. This is a business. We're trying to win fucking games. Well, I mean, if you're making the big bucks, you're expected to perform. Yeah, that's sorry, why you got like, signed to that money. Yeah, so clearly these people on Twitter, whoever is making these claims that everyone's being way too hard for these guys because they're making too much money. Guess what? In your jobs, people who work for a living. When they get paid a certain amount of money, they're given certain amount of expectations to perform. And if they don't perform those duties, they usually get a couple strikes and then they're done. So I don't see why this is different. To fix the fucking power play, you should fire the special team staff because we do the same fucking play every time. It's a drop pass to Johnny and Johnny brings it in. To gain the zone. To gain the That's zone. That's not even starting then, with our and play then it's, in the zone. And then it's chaos. It's it's almost organized chaos, but it's still chaotic. There's no proper play set into motion. And why is Johnny taking a slap shot from God knows where at that point? Yeah. Why is he taking a slap shot? Why in Johnny's on the point is beyond me, but that that's just like fundamental shit here. Like you don't you don't ever put your smallest guy on the point. You put your you put the guy that can smoke the puck, like a Hamilton. Or someone who can you know, sort of stick handle the puck into into the zone like a geo, like someone who can wait for that perfect shot and then make the you know make the play. But fire the staff. You know, I would love to see like you know NFL offensive coordinators get into the NHL and just make some fucking random plays, man. Just things like that. <laughs> like I'm not being totally serious here, but some kind some of creativity. outside of the box idea. Yeah. <clears throat> because this isn't working and guys are teams are lining up three guys on the blue line as Johnny's trying to answer every time now because they know exactly like, what's going on. We're an open book on that. It's, yeah. it's no mystery how we do those things. And I mean, I mean, don't you notice when our defenders have the puck in our zone, we're trying to bring it up before the drop pass that guys are putting pressure on them now, assuming that's going to happen. Uh, guys put pressure on our D all the time and yeah. they get exposed. I don't know. What do you expose? What do you think is the solution here? I, I think the staff needs to go. I think to get Dave fired, Cameron but. has to go. Yeah. Whoever can replace this guy midseason, I don't know. But something to be successful, to, to A, either make the playoffs or B, make some kind of sustained run in the playoffs, we need a power play that works. And right now, our power play sucks. And I think, if anything, is we have to have that unpredictability factor. We have to be unpredictable. 
They can't know what's going to hit them because if we're if teams are shaping up to stop Goudreau because they know exactly what's going to happen, that is a coaching failure. That is a fundamental coaching failure. And we have to know that, okay, uh, let's watch the tape from this game and this is how they tackled us and this is how they lined up against us and this is what they did to prevent us from gaining the zone or stopping us on the power play. Throw out the book and bring in something new. Try something new. We're going to try uh, something different to get the zone because what we're doing isn't working. And clearly it hasn't been working for a long, long time. And I mean, if we just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, that's, that's nuts. That's just straight up bonkers. <laughs> so we need, we, we need to, the number one fix is getting that thing where teams don't know what's going to happen. And think about how many games we could have won if we were more proficient on the power play. And even think about a player like Goudreau. He's unpredictable. He's slippery. He's talented with the puck. He can gain the zone well. We just need to exploit that Goudreau factor or something else. Change up how we're doing Aside it. Aside from making him bring the puck into the zone. The guy's got lots of talent. It's just we have to, he has to be coached properly. And the team has to be coached properly to see this isn't working. Let's do this. And we're, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not changing fast enough. And I mean, you look at modern sports nowadays and how rapidly things change. Even year on year how the game changes, how the players evolve, how different kinds of players have different eras in the NHL. I mean, you look at NHLers from 1990 to NHLers now, you wouldn't you wouldn't see anything that's similar. No. The game is completely different. And I mean, the the teams that evolve faster win. The teams that figure it out quicker win. And you you see this not only in like Hockey, but all sports. I mean, look at the Olympics. Look at curling. How the game of curling has changed over years. And I mean, how the players have changed. How you used to see all these like overweight curlers go out there and throw the rock and it used to be great. No, now they're all fit guys. They're sweeping hard. They figured out ways to manipulate the rocks and throw better. The game has changed so much. And if you don't keep up with that evolution, uh, you're going to fall behind. And luckily for Edmonton, you can't fall out of the league. But (laughs) for us... Falling behind means like going out in the first round or not making the playoffs altogether. <laughs> and it's you just, have to bring up Edmonton. I, I'm not. I'm not ranting about Edmonton. Edmonton or an embarrassment. I'm not. Emb- I'm not saying. Their, I'm, their, I'm not saying their main argument word. now is that we have a lot of games against Pacific Division teams, which they lose on a continual basis. They're 16 points behind us. Sit down and shut up. God, Edmonton fans. Anyhow. I'm not saying anything. Smith, he hurt himself tonight. Looked pretty bad. And so this should tie into a little bit more of our trade talk here because Smith is, it, it looked really bad. I mean, as of now, we're recording this about 45 minutes after the game was done or about an hour, sorry. Um, we don't know what's going on with him yet. Uh, we have Lomberg, who is probably out. It, for- looked, it looked bad. Lomberg... Uh, Lomberg's okay, I think. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Cause that, okay, can we dedicate a small portion of this to Lomberg? That yeah, guy, let's, talk, let's talk about Smith first. Okay, we will. So I'm hoping, so this is a groin injury, very likely. It looked bad. Looked really bad. Um, a guy like him, I would imagine that any type of minor... Didn't look minor. No, but 
what I'm saying is when it, when he goes through a minor injury, like because he's had times during the season where he's gotten up slowly, but he's kind of pushed through, persevered, whatever. He's not a guy that goes down lightly. No. Is my point. He had to be helped. So off he the had ice. to be helped off the ice. That to me means it's bad. Now what happens? Riddick has been great. Um, so now we have a situation where it's like, if this guy, if, uh, Smith is out long-term, what do we do? Riddick and Gillies, please. Yeah. And I mean, but this is, this is another part of why the trade deadline is important because this thing could happen to other players. Are, Are we, are we deep enough to handle this situation? We are lucky with Riddick. I think Riddick is actually a fantastic goalie. He's, he's, he's I'm very happy with him. Very very solid. No bullshit, controls rebounds, very he's a competitor. Huge win tonight for him, by the way. Absolutely. I think that was the shortest win in history. I think he was on the ice for three seconds. Um yeah, but I'm worried about this uh, uh the Smith one. Me too. And the problem is now these days is that teams do not disclose these injuries anymore. Well, they'll just say it's week to week or day to day. Lower body lower body is bad. It's obvious it's his groin because he threw his glove off and grabbed his. Yeah. It was left groin, I think. He grabbed his left groin. And the play, like, you know it's bad too because he's a competitor and the the clock was still running and he couldn't do anything. Ah, just back on the ice. That's why I know it's bad. Excruciating pain. Hopefully it's not bad, but it just all signs point to bad. So if it, I mean, a groin tear, he's out for a month, probably at least. And uh, I mean, you can you can give him all the painkillers you want, but it no, won't be the not, same. Not as a goalie, it doesn't matter exactly. Not as a goalie, and I mean, I'm just I, I'm thankful it wasn't something like an ACL. Yeah, because I think worse. a guy at Smith's age, you tear your ACL. Thanks, man. That's you're done. Mm-hmm. So Riddick is going to be our goalie for the foreseeable future. Yeah, Gillies, which I'm totally fine with. Gillies will probably come up, or. Or do you get into a situation where you let Gillies keep playing and you bring up the backup to Gillies? Parsons? I think you got to give Parsons a bit of time to season in the AHL because he's he's also a really good prospect. This is a good problem to have in yeah, that sense I think, anyway. I think Gillies has played games in the NHL before and yeah. you know he knows Riddick. They know each other. He knows the team. Bring him up. Yep. No, it's just, it just a, another talking point, right? Because... There's value in letting the guy keep starting games and, and let him, you know, get more game time under his belt. But yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not bad. But I think fingers it is. crossed for Smith. Yeah, that's a big injury though for us. Uh, but the coaching staff may fluke out in this respect because I think the guys may rally behind something like this. Yeah, do it for him. You yeah. know. Get 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 in there. Get hungry. Come on, boys. Yeah, we this gotta is, get this, this guy's is a different chance. talking point in the dressing room now. Now the coach can say something like this because clearly they're running out of fucking ideas because it only we're only showing up for a period per game lately. Uh, maybe this is the the new point where players are just like getting rallied up now. And Smith seems like, and we're going back to this. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, just like everybody else. Everyone's a good guy. But, but Smith is actually, player. yeah, Smith is actually a good player, but he's actually an awesome character in the dressing room by the sounds of it. So he will be there for every game, I'm sure, while he can. And he'll be there to cheer on the boys. And, and this is what we need, maybe. We need this rallying cry now. Because well, it's, it's, it's coming down, man. It's coming down to the wire. We, we can't yeah. fuck up anymore. It's going to be 81 or 82, game 81 or 82, where it gets decided. But uh, Lomberg, 
Let's dedicate this section to him because he was fucking awesome. He may not have played particularly well because he only had about half a period of play today, but he had that awesome flip pass to Stajan against the Rangers. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. And then just seeing him, once Stajan scored that goal, it was, or was it Lazar? Sorry. Lazar, yeah. Sorry, it was Lazar. My bad. Um, nice goal for Lazar, though. First of the season. First of the season. Yeah, there you go. One <laughs> Needed goal. that. Killing it. Uh, <laughs> but that flip pass, but then there was an angle on the replay when Lazar, when Lazar scored the goal. Lomberg was jumping like he won the cup. Man, I love players like that because he, that's his first point of his NHL career. Great. You know, you got that in the bag. But you knew how big of a goal that was. Not just for the team, but you knew it was huge for Lazar too. And you could tell this guy's a team player. He just stood up to a guy who can basically just be double his size. Like, whether it's height or his weight or his arm reach. Like, the guy just fought a fucking Goliath. Uh, I mean, relatively speaking. Without any fucking fear. That's a character dude that you need in the, in the dressing room. And I mean, he, I like the guy too because he's taking his chance. Yeah. He's absolutely taking his chance. He's making an impact. You know, he's getting himself noticed, which I like a lot. Right. And I just, think, I just think you need to let these players know, hey, your spot's not safe. There's competition here. And yeah. you've got to perform to be on this team day in, day out, because otherwise, again, I really like what Vegas did with that Russian guy. Like, you know what? You've just been outclassed by the 12 or 13 other forwards on our team. Thanks for the memories. You're done. All three games or whatever. You'll be known as the flop of Vegas during our expansion season. But it's just it's a lot of really promising things coming from our young guys and farm guys this year, which huge, huge plus to, to, to the way we've turned around our drafting from years past, many years past. Rico Fada days, for example. <laughs> I'd like to know what's going on through the minds of our coaches because if I was a coach of this team – and I saw a guy, I don't want just star players on my team. I need a mix of players, but I need a mix of good character players. Oh, you can't afford just star players. Well, but. Right, but even if you got a bunch of star players, sometimes it's not, it's not good to have too many cooks in the kitchen. Right, yeah. But you have a guy like Lomberg come in who's, as you said, taking his chance. Man, he just did something that like I don't think many players do these days anymore. And... Not only did he just do that, like just stood up for one of his teammates after, what, two or three games, he took it on a guy that could have seriously injured him. Think about this. The guy had how many inches of length on him just from an arm's reach? And then on top of that, he's a, he was at least a foot and a half taller than him. And he was, I think he was like 40 pounds heavier. Like, Lumber could have been seriously hurt. He could have been knocked out. He, I mean, he almost got knocked out. And he could have had a horrible concussion out of that thing. And even with all that put aside, he fucking did it. And you know what? That guy deserves a spot on this team more than pretty much our whole fourth line. And uh, I'm not going to name names because everyone's getting all fucking sensitive about this shit. But you guys know who I'm talking about. And they panned the Hathaway after. And you know what? You could see a bit of guilt in his face because that Johnston guy was... He was trolling Hathaway after Hathaway. He, he did a bit of a cross-check to him. They were showing that replay. After the fight, they panned to Hathaway, and he looked guilty. He looked somewhat guilty, like, fuck, I should have been doing that. Right? 
But that's a good thing for Hathaway to see because it's early in Hathaway's career. He has a spot on this team, in my opinion. I think he's a very good player for us, for his role. And I think it was good for him to see that, to see a guy that's willing to put his, I mean, health on the line. I may be ex exaggerating the health part, but I don't think I am. Like, I mean, the guy, any, like, if that punch got closer to his chin, he would have been knocked out on that last punch that threw him to the ground. Right, right. Um, anyway, good on you, Lomberg. You, you're a fucking stud, man. I mean, that, I was super happy to see that. And I like old-time hockey in that respect, too. Good old hockey game. Indeed. Indeed. What, are we, uh, what, what are we talking about next here? I mean, we, we haven't, we did a podcast last week. We didn't have much of a break this time. We're back to our weekly-ish schedule. But it just feels like it's the same shit. Over and over again with these Just guys. Just a few fixable like, problems, and you're, you're a strong team. You're a really strong team. And I think if we can fix those things with those 25 games left, we'll be good. So let's end with this. Where do you think we'll wind up in the Pacific? I think we're getting the last wild card spot. Oh, we're going to make wild card? Yeah. I think, I think we'll be third in the Pacific. Really? I think we'll do it. Yeah. I really think we do. I think some things will start clicking. We'll put a few wins together. Most of our games left are on the road. What's got to change first? Uh, I think if the power play starts changing, then the mentality starts changing. It's those two things, the, the mental readiness and the power play. So you, you don't care about the trade deadline. You're all about fixing no, power I, play. I, don't want to, I really am I'm happy if the Flames do stand pat this trade deadline. I'm fine with that. I can't see us adding anyone to value unless we make a really big shakeup move with the D. I'm okay trading a defenseman uh, because we're deep in D. And, you know, I, I, I want to see these guys given a chance. And right now I just think some of these players should be moved on because we've got these guys in D and, you know, they're not playing up to their full potential. So I think if, if the only deal I'd be okay making is uh, trading a D for something. I don't want to trade any draft picks. I don't want to trade... Any of our prospects, just give it that D. Uh, and then, of course, the trade that I'd like would be to trade to get Kachuk's brother. That, that would just be amazing. If those two played together, oh, I just think they'd be really good. Really, really good. That would be a brother pairing that I would enjoy to watch rather than the Hamilton. But, I mean, that's pairing. way <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, that Hamilton one. Wow. But, uh, uh, but we can't – got to basically wait till. I, that's, draft that's a day. fantasy. You gotta that's wait till draft dream. day anyway. You can't. That's a pipe dream. But you can't pre-trade for that anyway. Yeah. Well, right? no one's giving that's, us that. That's yeah. a high, high first round. Pick. You gotta do that basically the day of the draft, so that even if you know what the lottery uh, results are, you know that some team's just gonna be an asshole to you, knowing that you just made this crazy trade to be number four, and then all of a sudden the third guy's like, you know what? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Kachuk. <laughs> I think you only make that trade if you know those things happen. Like when Burke did it to get the Sedins, right? He knew he was getting the Sedins. That's why he made the trade. Yeah. But didn't he do it on draft day? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It you would be a draft, draft day, day deal, but I mean, I'm okay with making that kind of draft day deal. Um, but I mean, that's way, way in the future. Like, yeah. we're, not, we're not getting involved in that But yeah, in your right point now. is fix the power play, good things will come. Yeah, fix the power play. And I think, I think if you fix the power play, it fixes a lot of things because I think it bothers us inside that we're so bad on the power play. It's, it bugs us. And it's like that thorn in our side that we just can't, we can't get rid of. But uh, So wild card spot, third in the Pacific, fix the power play. What about you? If you could fix one thing, what would it be? 
Your love uh, life doesn't count. But other than that, <laughs> non-existent. Um, you can't Ladies, fix you something that? that doesn't exist. <laughs> All two female listeners that we probably have. Yeah, we um, love you. By the way, thank you so much. What would I change? I, I'm, I'm gonna agree with the power play. I'd like to say something different, but that is, I, I agree. If you fix that, that's gonna change pretty big dynamic on the team. I'd like to shake up the coaching staff from a special teams perspective too. I think that will lead to the power play being better. I just don't know if we can find that person. Do we just promote within from the A and demote the guys from the flames down to the heat? I, I don't know. But yeah, power play. I, I almost forgot too. Um, Olympics are on. How are you feeling about no NHL players? This is a good one. Yeah, I, I want to talk about it look, now, and then we can talk we about talk it next about time it. too. Because yeah, we we'll maybe have watched a few of the Team Canada games, and yeah. maybe we'll have a different Let's opinion. Let's not judge right? it, right? Let's but how not, do you feel yeah. right now before going in? Well, I, I hate I hate that there's no NHL players. I actually enjoyed watching. It was kind of like a World Cup for hockey. Right. Yeah, it really was. Without, it without was being the World, World Cup for hockey. That World Cup of hockey is a joke. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. This was like a true World Cup for hockey. Yeah, this was this was the be all end all. But I mean, the the field's a lot more even now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, where the U.S. and Canada stand now because I think it's inevitable that the U.S. program is just going to pump out more players than the Canadian program in terms of quality. It's only a matter of time. They just pump so much money into it. There's way more people involved. Like, it would be. It's gonna be interesting to see well, how Canada does in this tournament and uh, any other team, because I think if you look at a team like Sweden, for example, like they're just gonna compete because most of their guys from the even in the junior games, they're not like they're not guys that are drafted yet. Most by and large, anyway. I don't know. It'd be good to see. I think it's just another World Junior Tournament. I, 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 still, I still feel like, you know, in these Olympic events and Olympics, whatever, I really get behind Canada, and I, I still will. I'm not going to cheer any less for them because there's no NHL players. I'm still going to cheer hard. Yeah. I want them to win. And, like, you know, it's just, I don't know what the issue was. Insurance, greed, mostly, money. It's, it's money. But, uh, yeah, go Canada, go for sure. But I, but I think, like... I've, I get just as much joy watching the World Juniors every year as I do watching, like, Team Canada with NHL players in the Olympics. Like, I don't really... There's no over-arcing so joy between NHL players and non-NHL players, but it was nice to have that World Cup-style tournament for us. Any, any Team Canada event you get, you get fired up for. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm not going to judge the quality ahead of time. It might be the, some exciting shit that we watch. Well, right? hopefully we don't... Lose to Switzerland in our first game. Hopefully, we just set the bar high and absolutely crush them. That'd be bad if but, we lost. Uh, I know Ben Scrivens is on the team, so is he? The Oilers, the Oilers guy could pull it out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's no carry, there's no carry yeah, price. Don't hope he. What are you expecting? Yeah. Scrivens is the best we got. I didn't realize he was on the team. Yeah, where Anyhow, is he now? Not in the NHL. Well, clearly, but but I, mean, I don't know. I don't Europe, want, Europe. I don't even want to look it up. Europe. The fact that he's got some sort of Oilers allegiance is just pisses me off already. I, I promise myself I won't talk about the Oilers today. Okay. Well, to make sure Jen keeps his promise, uh, <laughs> we'll send it. we're going to end it there. So uh, you have yourselves a good night, a good morning, whatever you're doing. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.